Welcome back to the Hacking Autism Podcast. Today, I'm going to be joined by one of my favorite people in the world. And I know I've been saying that a bit much with this podcast. However, um, this woman is a special individual. We met during Mandarin class in college, and her name is Rebecca Jo Kefa, and she's from Hope Station, China. She is serving kids with special needs in central China and helping to raise up champions for those kids. Um, so typically we talk about how autism can be your unfair advantage or how to hack autism, um, hence the name. However, today we're going to take a little bit of a left turn to discuss what is it like to care for kids with special needs in the United States and in China. We're going to discuss kind of the juxtaposition um, or differences that exist between uh, the two countries. And so it's going to be a little bit of a different change in content. It's going to be a short and sweet interview. I hope that you enjoy my interview with Rebecca Jo Kefa of Hope Station. So with that, I'm going to spin the intro and I'll catch you guys on the other side. Welcome back to the Hacking Autism Podcast. Today, I am joined by my dear friend, Rebecca. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And with that, you guys, I've already heard a little bit about Rebecca's stories with the intro, so we'll get right into it. Rebecca, help me understand. uh, Tell me a little bit about how you got involved with special needs kids in the United States and what did that look like? Sure. Well, I first started working with special needs kids almost accidentally. Um, I was looking for a job in college and saw an advertisement on a bulletin board. Really? Yeah, and just took the phone number and called the number. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a family who had a daughter with cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. And so I started just going over and hanging out with her. I was a personal care attendant for them. Um, and then as a PCA, I started being a PCA for other families that were in that same family support a support group, mm-hmm. and uh, those boys had autism, sure. and I fell in love with it from the start. And so how long did you work with those boys? I worked with those boys, let's see, um, I think six years, and with those same families, sure. yep, on a regular basis for six years. And so now you currently reside in China. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the story of how does one go from living in Hopkins, Minnesota, <laughs> to living in central China and also serving kids with special needs. Yeah, well, I um, always had a dream to work in China and work with orphans mm-hmm. in China since I was very young. Um, and so that's one of the, that's a thing that just came true, you know, one of my life dreams come true. The life dream come true. Now, that seems... Like, not quite your average life dream to have. (laughs) True, true. And so why, out of all the countries in the world, of all the people in the world, why China? Why kids with special needs? Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, it's because God told me at a young age when I was nine that I should be moving to China and helping kids who need families there. Um, I started hearing a lot about the things that are going on in China and... um, the fact that there are so many kids who didn't have parents sure. and my parents and my family is amazing. And so I couldn't imagine what life without that must be like. And I just had to do something about it. And I was nine at that time. Um, it's fleshed out a lot more since then, obviously. How old are you now? Now I'm 29. 
So okay, 20 so years in the making. 20 years pursuing that single vision. Yep. And so yep. you are a para. Are you a para? Is that a fair? Is that now? your job? No, your job title when you were working in Hopkins mm-hmm. with the yeah. boys with autism? Uh, personal care attendant. Okay. Yes. So you're a PCA. Yep. And then how does one make the leap to go live mm-hmm. in China? Mm-hmm. So it turned out quite well. Uh, I, As I started studying China more and the orphan care system there, I realized that most children in China are orphaned because they have special needs. So that is the main cause of being orphaned in China. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time I learned that, I already was working with children with special needs and never thought I'd be working in that field, but fell in love with it so quickly. And um, God is really good at putting yeah. those kinds of pieces together. Yep. So um, yeah, I've been living in China for four years now. Wow. And so living in China four years into this journey of yours, launching Hope Station, mm-hmm. pursuing that dream, mm-hmm. hopestation.org, hsorphans.org. hsorphans.org. There you go. And so, you know, the United States, we have a really advanced medical system and we have really been pursuing how to care better for kids with special mm-hmm. needs. Mm-hmm. And so when you go to a country like China, is that an uphill battle when you see, you know, maybe old preconceptions of what it means to have a disability and what does that look like in action? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, It's a little bit like stepping back in time when you start talking about special needs to locals in China. Um, And if you just were to talk to any random person on the street, they would know next to nothing about what it's like to live with special needs, what um, different special needs names mean, uh, what autism is. That's a very, very foreign concept to people mm-hmm. there. Um, so things that we would feel like are are taboo now here in the States are just the sure, general words language. words we wouldn't dare yep, say. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Mental retardation. Sure. Um, everyone has a developmental delay, whether it's... Mm-hmm whether they were born with it or whether it's something that was caused by their circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, Those are not things that bother local Chinese people because they're like back in time, like I said, Mm -hmm. from here. And so you have an understanding and knowledge of how to care for kids with special Mm -hmm. needs. And then you go to this country where, you know, we, they address things and we would call it inappropriate ways. Mm -hmm. And, or an example of what I saw when I went to the orphanage with you was the kids were bundled up mm-hmm. late in the spring mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sometimes overheating. Yeah. So you have this understanding of life in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You're trying to provide the best care you can for orphans. How do you bridge that gap when they say, no, this is fine, you know, mm-hmm. and you might know scientifically it's definitely not fine or mm-hmm. it's backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is definitely an uphill battle. Um, a lot of what we do is simply modeling it for them. So if uh, there there was a girl who um, is always stuck in the corner, she sits in the same place every, every single day, all day long. She's blind and mute, and she has no way to communicate with others. So um, she often will have these fits of if she's frustrated about something, which the nannies cannot interpret because they're not trained in how to work with special needs, mm-hmm. she will just thrash on the floor, scratching herself all over. And um, sometimes it's as simple as making a suggestion. For example, I was like, well, 
can we put some gloves on our hands? And they were like, oh, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> so, um, you know, having a broader experience working with special needs mm -hmm. kids in America and the training that I have, um, sometimes I have to remember that they have never seen those kinds of methods. They have never thought that these kids can think beyond what we can see. Sure. Um, and so it's just having those conversations, asking the nannies questions, helping them to make those realizations for themselves um, helps a lot. But it, it's an uphill battle. It's really difficult. Well, and I previously served on your board of mm -hmm. directors. And another thing I would attribute some of your success to is being there, showing up yes. day after day, week yes. after week, year after year, and modeling it politely mm -hmm. and then having some success with kids. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then the eyes, the caretakers, they then gain respect for you. You're not just a tourist looking mm -hmm. to snap some sympathetic photos. Yep. Yeah. Um, with some kids, but you are there for the long haul. Yeah. And and I think that's also been um, part of your success as for well. For sure, for sure. So then, you know, that's the topic of care. When it comes to the cultural perception, what I've seen online is it seems as though there are more autism conferences in China. Um, what is the pulse of that conversation at a national level for mm -hmm. what you're seeing in China? Mm -hmm. um, it's an up-and-coming concept so okay um i work in a in a province that's quite low on the we get new stuff here <laughs> totem pole um so in the place that i work it's gonna take at least a decade for these principles that might be common in beijing mm -hmm. to get around to the where capital I am. Yeah. yeah in the capital of china um those things are a lot more prevalent um so it's exciting to see but i'm seeing it from afar um and with the way that things work in orphan care in China, things always move really slowly. So we'll see how it trickles down and how, how fast that will go. But um, it is exciting to see that those kinds of concepts are coming up and that people are becoming more aware and school systems are starting to open up their minds to consider different ways of doing things and letting more kids in. But it's slow, it's sure. very slow. And so what would your advice be to maybe a parent of someone on the spectrum? You've, you've lived in two very different countries. You've seen care applied in both, you know, kind of at different extremes, hyper, hyper care, lots of, you know, um, education plans mm -hmm. and whatnot, IEPs mm -hmm. to, you know, sometimes straight up neglect. Mm -hmm. um, what would your advice be to parents that might be listening to this? Yeah, I think, um, one of the heartbeats of Hope Station is this concept of family. Mm -hmm. And with autism, that rings true as well. I think it always comes down to family. And uh, if, you, if your child has someone who is fighting for them, somebody who is standing up for them, who is um, going to fight for their cause in school, fight for their cause in their career, fight for their cause in their social circle, mm -hmm. that is going to make the biggest difference more than anything else. Um, so if each of the kids in the orphanage that I see who are experiencing this straight up neglect had somebody who was fighting for them, even if there aren't, you know, high end therapy courses available, even if there aren't $2,000 swings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that matters less than mm -hmm. having somebody who fights for you. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
I would I would just encourage those parents and say you are doing awesome. You're doing everything you can and that is that counts. Mm-hmm. That matters. More so than the toys or the yes. the weighted jackets yes. or the weighted blankets, things that you can buy. Yes. It really it, the word you use all throughout your literature is champions. Yes, yes. And and that's something that's certainly changed my life mm-hmm. as someone with high-functioning autism is I had a champion mm-hmm. who sat alongside me and said, Kelsey, that's that's not appropriate. We, we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a public behavior. That might be a behavior that you could pull off with your best friends. Sure. You don't get to whack people with water bottles. Yep. <laughs> and, and so that champion theme rings true no matter what country you're in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, with that, thank you so much for taking the time to connect with you're us. You're so welcome. How can the audience get connected with you? Best way is to go to our website www.hsorphans.org and on Instagram are you on, on Instagram we are Hope Station China awesome well with that thank you so much you're welcome Thanks, and uh, thank you for tuning in with that we'll catch you guys next time well I hope you found the interview to be as interesting and revealing as I did um, when Rebecca speaks up about any given topic, I always want to lean in and listen and hear everything that she has to say about it because often by the time that she just shares kind of her heart on something, she's really thought about it um, to a great extent. As she extrapolated that idea of everyone needs a champion, even if you are in a wealthy suburb of a major city um, or if you're in a developing community in central China, Everyone needs a champion. And so I would ask you, first, do you have a champion? If so, have you told them? Second, are you a champion to someone else? Could you be a champion to someone else, for someone else in your life? Maybe they don't have someone to stand up on their behalf. And then third, consider how can I be more cognizant of what do I need? And when it comes to my education, my relationships, my friendships, my family, how can you express those needs more effectively? So we all need champions, whether we're on or off the spectrum. Now, before you guys head out, consider um, connecting with us on Instagram, the Hacking Aut- or it is simply Hacking Autism Podcast on Instagram. You can also find this, you can find this interview in video format if you want to see who Rebecca is or see the dynamic between the two of us. You can search Kelsey Terry on YouTube. Would love it if you would be willing to consider sharing this with a friend. Do you know of a mom that would love some encouragement or if there's someone on the spectrum that needs encouragement and some different perspectives on things. And also consider leaving us a rating. It's how all podcasts are surfaced, whether and that's how Apple determines whether or not something is a quality podcast. So if you guys think it's quality, would so appreciate you taking the 30 seconds to open up your podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love any feedback that you have. We're going to be checking that regularly so that we can tune this show um, to best serve you guys and provide content that makes sense and is valuable ultimately really that's what we're here for so with that thank you so much for listening i appreciate you taking the time to listen to this content and enjoying a few minutes of your time together or sitting with us and listening in on this conversation with my dear friend i hope that you guys keep hacking away